Hey, Rob Tiles. Welcome to another episode of the ARC podcast. We are the Coalition for the Advancement of Democracy. I'm Rain. Hey, my name is Gabby. Hello, I'm Theo. Hey, I'm Chantal. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest, Rochelle. Hey, everyone. I'm Rochelle, and I'm from the the Truth Diversity Club. Today, we are going to be talking about diversity, representation, and awareness. Um, But first... Rochelle, would you like to explain to us what the the Truth Club at North Glen uh, is all about? Um, Basically, we're just a club and we're here to spread diversity and help each other understand the differences in belief, race, ethnicities, and like a whole lot more and just dig deeper into everybody else's backgrounds. (laughs) Okay, so I think we should first start off with like diversity in schools because I feel like depending especially like where you live like your neighborhood like there's gonna be like a combination of like white people Mexicans or like whatever but like there's also schools where like it's mostly like the rich white kids who like attend that high school I feel like we should we should talk about that (laughs) I think legacy I think um (laughs) that's what we're talking about yeah right I feel like Northland has the most diversity out of Adams 12. Because schools like Horizon, Legacy, Mountain Range, they have a lot of Mountain Range white people. But Thornton and Northland <clears throat> have more diversity. I think. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've For seen, sure. like, I feel like Legacy has the most, like, white people. White, yeah. rich people. Rich, yes, definitely. Very much so. And I'm, I feel like you can also yeah. see it with, like, Okay, I don't know if this is true, but to me, it kind of seems like, depending on, like, the amount of white people that go to that school, the more money the school gets. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just kind of how it feels, (laughs) especially, like, when we, at our school, when, like, say, like, a water fountain breaks, like, no one fixes it. It's literally just like, oh, well, just, just go all the way across the school, get water from there. But I feel like with other schools, it's like, oh, they have, like, the, like, newest water fountains. And I know that's really dumb, like, water fountains. But, like, people need water, <laughs> like, <laughs> things like that. I mean, you're not wrong, Gabby. Like, like, um, I have one friend who goes there, and she's bragged to me about how um, their theater production and their drama club is, like, so much better than what we have at North Glen. And she emphasized the reasoning being that since everybody at their school is white and or rich, they like are able to put more money towards their productions and just their clubs in general. So it's as much as it like it sucks that yeah, they're a rich white school. I mean, there's nothing you could really do about it. Right. And it's like literally it's just... the lack of diversity is helping them, which is like so dumb. Yeah. It's honestly something that they like them as a school or like as a like a whole school should try to fix it and just include more diversity instead of just walking down the halls and seeing everybody who pretty much looks the same. I feel it. I feel like there's no diversity because uh, the further you go into the area where Legacy is located, it's mostly mostly white people. Like you won't see right, a lot of have good money there. too. Right, like they, they have good money, <laughs> and you see them living in like nice houses. Mm-hmm. 
and like being able to like afford all these nice things and it's it sucks because it's like if you're able to afford these nice things then you should probably give that money well not all of it right but like also kind of give more of it towards communities with more diversity in schools like northland right instead of playing out you know using the production for example instead of just emphasizing you know our school has better quality whatever it is within your school make sure that you at least try and to like make it equal right don't just say if you're pointing it out then do something about it right Rochelle how do you feel about the diversity at North Glen the diversity at North Glen I feel we have a pretty good uh, mixture because when I walk down the halls I see people of different color and who have different backgrounds and even just being in the diversity club we have like before last year um we had myself and this one other girl who were filipino we had mexican people sharing their own background we our club leaders had um like their own culture and their own kind of background being people of the black community and even like the people in step would be included with the diversity club and just having all those kinds of people, it was really nice to be around with because you didn't sit down and look at people who were just all the same, but everybody has their own backgrounds and cultures. Yeah. I think the thing with like white people and they're rich, I feel like people kind of view them as someone who like are gonna succeed. And in some ways, when you are rich or like when you just have good money, I feel like most of the time you are able to succeed more easily than someone else. Oh, right. It's because you have that advantage. Because right. So I feel like that's yeah, you're being born into privilege. Right. That definitely goes into like, well, we should give more money to them. So I don't think it's because of like diversity per se, but because they're white. So in some senses, yeah, it is because of diversity. Well, also, you know, like, rich people are treated as more noble and stuff like that. And then people who are on the lower end are treated as dirty and unsuccessful, Unsuccessful. right? Although, you know, that's a false perception. And it's not right. I also think it's... Yeah, I think you can go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say that often, like, lower classes are viewed as being, like, lazy, um, like, just get a better job, Or right? just work harder. Or, like, upper classes are, like, you're, yeah, or where, like, rich people are, like, oh, wow, you work so hard, where it's, like, oftentimes people with lower classes are working multiple jobs at minimum wage. That doesn't mean they're, that means they're working harder than the people who are working nine hours, or eight hours a day, nine to five, and getting more than, way more than minimum wage. And it's always, like, minorities. Minorities are always the ones being pushed into these, like, lower class things. And even in the higher class, like, if minorities are in there and they have money, they're still viewed as lower Mm -hmm. than the other people in that class, you can say. Right. I also think it's, like, kind of, this is my opinion, but I think charter schools are geared towards white people. Because white people have yeah. money. Yeah. So, 100%. Um, like, for example, Holy Family. It's so expensive to go there. And, and also Christian, but, like, 
still, when you walk in, you're just going to see white people because white people can afford it. And I'm not saying all white people can afford it, but right, like you're never you're barely gonna see any diversity in charter schools. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of like also, I guess you can say like a form of segregation. Like we don't see like the words colored and whites only. We see it in a different way now. We just see it as like, oh well you guys are being put into the lower class or you guys are being split into like different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and different high schools and things like that. I also feel like a lot of, if you tell someone from legacy, for example, or horizon that you go to North Glenn, they view you as, I don't know, like less dirt. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely view you as like unintelligent. Like you didn't get into legacy. Like what's wrong with you? Like you must be dumb. Even as like, yeah. Even as a white person, I find that that's the case. People are like, "Oh, you go to North Glen?" It's like, "Yeah, I go to North Glen. It's it's great." Like, why yeah, North Glen's a good school. I don't understand. I'm taking. I understand yeah. we definitely have our problems, of course, and we're definitely seen as like the hood or like ghetto school. I've heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, me too. I think it's funny because it's no. really not. Like, it's honestly, a pretty good school. I think. I think there's a lot of teachers who definitely care about students. I mean, right. When I had to choose schools, Northland was my first option. And, right. like, you would tell everyone, and they're like, oh, why Northland? You can go to Horizon <laughs> or, like, Mountain Range. Like, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> right. And also, it's, like, scary yeah, like, not being with, I guess you can say, like, your own people. Because I feel like white people, they don't understand your struggle mm-hmm. of being, like, a part of like a minority so they also are kind of like closed off Mm -hmm. it's definitely harder to make friends with people who don't understand you right and don't share similarities that's why like i feel like a diverse school is like really nice especially like northland right i think i don't i'm not i I don't even know why we have such a bad reputation it's probably I don't either. I mean, someone did bring but that's not, to school. Like, but that, that can happen also any- happen at Legacy. That's right? not anything someone to do with everyone. Outside with the yeah. whole, like, gun outside of Legacy, but no one yeah, really that, talked like about a, it. Yeah, assault, assault, assault weapon. Like, that was even more serious than the pistol that someone brought to our school. Yeah. Yeah, we're seen as the ghetto school. Right. And they're like, oh, see, Northland, you can't see they have so much violence. Uh, or they're so... Yeah. So many fights, but way more, like... But not no, really. but also, like, they were, like, I remember someone from Legacy was, like, oh, well, you guys just had a pistol. We had in a whole, like, assault rifle. Like, we're more oppressed than you guys see. They were bragging. Like, yeah, oh, my God, for us. The, like, and it's, like, whoa, that's nothing to flex. I don't think Come that's on. something to right. about. Like, that's really serious. <laughs> and I don't think. Yeah, what were you saying, saying Rochelle? Oh, I was just saying, like, that's right. not something you need to brag about. Or something, like, something mm-hmm. you should be proud to brag about. Yeah, it's, like, something that we mention a lot on this podcast is, like, the white or the oppressors trying to be oppressed to just, to, like, defend themselves, which is not okay. And, like, it's you should not defend yourself by saying, well, I'm oppressed, too, because someone had an assault rifle. And then also use the fact that someone brought a gun to our school against us. Like, someone did that where you are, too. It's not about us being a different school than you it's just an issue in and of itself yeah right people that go to like schools with less diversity have more 
I I wouldn't call it confidence, but they think they're better than everyone else. Arrogance? Yes. Thank you. Definitely. Um I have a friend who goes to Horizon and she definitely thinks she's way better than me because she goes to Horizon. And it's like I don't know. I'm not sure. I f- I think as we mentioned before, it happens because there's not much diversity in those schools. So I guess white makes you better is what we're getting at. Right. I think that goes for everything, like jobs and everything mm-hmm. like that too. And it's just so hard for like white people to talk about racism, like white fragility. Like I feel like that's definitely a really big thing where it's like it's so hard for white people to talk about their racism because they don't want to admit that like they do see colors and they view colors in a negative way. I don't think it's about viewing colors. I think it's about you looking at someone who's black and being like, oh, they're going to rob from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's the issue of you seeing them as a black yeah. person. Yeah, I think like um, I think it's weird when people are like, well, I don't see colors. It's like, yeah, you do. Right. <laughs> like, we all do. Um, it's just about recognizing that it just means someone's mm-hmm. from a different background. A different culture or something uh, like that, yeah. Right. It, it doesn't mean anything about them as a person. It just means they're from a different background. Right. <laughs> but also not having diversity in schools is like... I feel like that's awkward. <laughs> I feel like there's like not much you can do and not much you can celebrate. Well, not only awkward, but it also teaches the younger generations that white is right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because when you see like when you see a lot of white people around you and you're not, it's kind of like so awkward. Like, you feel out of place. And then... The white kids were like, you know, they would grow up to think that... um, There's not minorities. Or not as many as there are, you know? And I think with that, a lot of individuals, especially children, they're very impressionable. And if they grow up in a predominantly white environment at school, it's I personally think it's more likely that they'll be more closed-minded when they do grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it's harder for white people when there's only white people to like think about how not to be insensitive towards minorities and like not say insensitive jokes because they were raised with a bunch of other white people that like don't know either right and a lot of those super like rich primarily white communities um especially when they send their kids to those very like i don't want to say upper level schools but those schools that clearly have a lot of money in them um they're primarily conservative as well Mm -hmm. uh, which also really means Mm -hmm. they're not being taught about diversity (laughs) yeah Okay, so, Rochelle, what do you think about the representation we have at our school, though, with, like, minorities? In all honesty, I think it's 
um, relatively good. I mean, especially like being a part of the truth, it is like influential um, to the students because we get like last year we got to teach them about like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. and how they impacted us as well as like teaching about everybody else's um, backgrounds and just being a part of the minority. And even last year, we were able to go to the Youth Diversity Conference down at, um, I think, Cherry Creek High School. And just being there and seeing how diverse the room was, not only white people, Asians, just like everybody of all different color, all different minority. It was just amazing just being a part of that. And it's also pretty cool to be a part of Northland and seeing that kind of like difference in people right hmm. i don't know i kind of wonder what it would be like to go to like a predominantly white school like legacy and seeing like how things work there and like what they do especially like i don't know what they would celebrate <laughs> like especially if they don't have lots of minorities it's like well what culture are you guys gonna do like i don't know but i think even like that white um I guess in terms of representation, like oftentimes um, at Northland, like the head Norse will be primarily white or people in student council are primarily white and that kind of thing. Yeah, especially when it comes to like leadership clubs, it's definitely like more white people. (laughs) And I feel like more white people are kind of like, I guess, recommended to like do that. Yeah, relating back to like what, um Theo said about like the leaders I I definitely noticed that in National Honor Society the main leader is in fact white and she mainly speaks so much and she sounds so smart but the main thing that kind of sticks out is that she is in fact white there really aren't very many people um like presenting during these those meetings that aren't white and are part of the minority and also like relating back to what Gabby said about like what would white people celebrate at their schools whenever my friend who goes to legacy she does not mention anything about celebrating anything and it just sounds so <laughs> like yeah like boring. especially like the assemblies like we have the truth like that dances and like um the step team and it's like so exactly. enjoyable and it's like something you can hype up Exactly. And like the step, the step team, it, it really, um, like the background of it is right. black culture. And like, it, it's pretty cool to have that a part of your school. But then when you hear about like what other schools have, it's just kind of like, because they have it's so bland and boring, <laughs> yeah. like I said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of going back to that, um, what Rochelle said about Honor Society, I noticed that as well is like, there is diversity in the leadership, but the, like, the white girl, <laughs> the privileged white girl, um, is who who does all the speaking and who um, who really, like, overpowers everyone else. Even if they try speaking, she's the one who ends up speaking, um, mostly. Yeah. And I find that's really, like, you can't just have the diversity and call it good. You also have to allow them to actually utilize their role and have representation because it's not representation if they don't do anything or if you don't let them do anything yeah 
I've yeah, I've messaged her a couple times. She's super nice, super sweet, and she just seems like a pretty outgoing person. It's just her speaking so much during these meetings overpowers everybody else, and she becomes that leader. That is how like leaders mainly come to be is when they like speak and overpower yeah they just overpower everybody else and they don't like take into consideration that somebody else might want to speak or have a different idea and that's kind of what i see sometimes during those meetings and it it can just really suck i mean yeah i I think we see that everywhere i actually find she's way less kind (laughs) but then you said like she she tries to be nice but she's singled me out and she was in a transphobic way and I was not appreciative of that yeah I feel like white people's opinions tend to like be um I don't know like better I guess in a way than like someone who's from a minority like they tend to over like shadow them and be like well listen to me I'm always right why is right and I don't know yeah and what sucks is like some people they might try to put on that persona of like being that nice person and they're not trying to be rude but what they are saying is rude and like like Dio said singling somebody out that's not okay that that being that kind of way that's not something you should do and you should just like make sure everybody is comfortable especially if you are going to be that leader kind of figure right like I, I get what she was trying to do, but um, that's, like, a thing that I find often when people are trying to be inclusionary, they end up just drawing attention to minorities in a bad way, in a negative way, um, which is, like, what happened. She drew attention to it as opposed to just, oh, that's that's his preferred name. We're going to use that. Now we know, you know. She had to point it out in a way that was kind of rude. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do think we see that a lot with, like, people trying to, like, represent minorities when it's, like, you should just let them, like, you should let them speak. Like, that's the way you could let them represent themselves. Like, you can't represent for them if you're not a minority. For sure. And I think often what happens with, like, when like white people think like oh I'm, I'm helping I'm gonna talk about these issues and it's important to talk about those issues but it's also important to draw attention to people of color and minorities and their voices amplify them as opposed to overshadowing them while you talk about them um, this is important to actually have that representation yeah Yeah, it is definitely very important to, um, I think it's nice having, like, white people be educated on things, but it's, like, when you're gonna do it, do it right, you know, like, educate yourself, right, and, like, say in a way where it's not, like, sounding ignorant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or, like, when I find another thing that, like, uh, white people often do is, like, oh, well, I have a friend. I have a friend that's 
this ethnicity, so I'm 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 not racist. Like that doesn't. You can still have internal prejudices towards that marginalized group, right? They're like, well, I my friend my friend Joe, you know, he's Mexican, so like, yeah, no excuse. I don't know, and it's like, why would you let even like one person? If one person like is cool with it, then just say to that one person. But if you Say to like the whole group that doesn't go for everyone. Right. Like not everyone thinks that too. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's definitely that privilege that yeah. they think they can use in whatever way they want. I mean, regarding awareness, I feel, well, our club, we have our Instagram page where we try to spread the knowledge of, like, different backgrounds and uh, heritages and ethnicities and such. And along with that, like, what happened over the summer, the Black Lives Matter protests, you would see tons of people uh, spreading that message and like being okay. aware of it but later on when it becomes unpopular mm-hmm. you don't see it as much yeah. and nobody really acted upon it yeah like, 100% doing something about it yeah doing something about it would be like not only posting about it but donating money to these kinds of or foundations petitions or just like like, sp- like keeping like yeah, spreading the word petitions. not just doing performative activism I think that was definitely shown, like, very strongly with Black Lives Matter is, like, the performative activism right. that these white people do. Like, they just, like, oh, I'm going to post a black screen, right. you know? And it's, like, okay, well, what else are you going to do? Like, are you going to educate yourself, too, on it? Like, at least educate yourself. Don't be ignorant, too. Like, be aware of why this is Are you going to lead people right? to other sources where they can become aware? Or are you going to help, you know? Right. And, like... Along with that, I would say don't don't let that message die because once everything has like settled down, the protests are gone. Mm-hmm. The suffering isn't right. like people are still going through these things. It's it's not over with because the protests are done. Like keep talking about it, keep making it relevant. Don't let it die and like help make the system right. better. Yeah, especially with Black Lives Matter, you definitely see this like decrease in people talking about it and people mentioning it. And I mean, it's still very rampant, like rampant, um, like the hatred for like black people and like you know, mm-hmm. police brutality, brutality. Breonna Taylor, <laughs> things like that. Still like, happening. They still haven't gotten justice. Like, come on. And then like now we see this rise of like um, discrimination towards Asians right. and like because of the coronavirus and then like our um our ex-president that man who uh created lots of destruction in our country orange man he definitely um instigated a lot of this hatred towards like a lot of minorities i mean i think he instigated towards every minority if i'm being honest he created a safe space yeah like when covid yeah when covid 
first started, he was like, he kept calling it like the Chinese yeah. virus. And then when he was asked about it, they were like, it's racist to do that. And he was like, it's not racist at all. It's it comes from China. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah. Yes, it's still racist. Like, it's, what? It's a virus. It's not connected to a right. certain ethnicity and connecting and like, like anyone that is can get the virus. Like mm-hmm. white people too. So <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. He had to specifically call out. And aside from just saying, you know, from China, he was saying kung flu and China yeah, virus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all sort of additional racial, racially charged remarks. Titles. Yeah, he's definitely did that a lot. Yeah, most minorities, I think he he did that about, like Im- immigrants yeah. in general. He was like, they're gonna steal like our jobs. Mexicans, like, like oh, that, are they're they? rapists mm-hmm. and like drug lords and things like yeah. that. And it's like majority of us don't do that. <laughs> like, um, yeah, look at the statistics. <laughs> he, I don't think he looks at facts to be honest. The way he talked about different minorities. He probably I don't doesn't. think he cares enough. I don't think he will ever care enough. I don't think that if a person really cared, then they would say that kind of stuff. So he, he honestly, he doesn't care. I mean, what he said in the past about the virus has caused a rising in Asians getting right. hurt, like 100%. now, even more. And it was even talked about in my world history class. And I even shared to my teacher that before the school closures and the pandemic was really starting to get there, like my friends would make these jokes about how I caused the virus because I have an Asian background and I would just laugh it off, but it made me uncomfortable because I haven't left the country in over five years and it's like I haven't even done anything. So him pointing that out onto these Asian people that they are the cause of the virus, mm-hmm. it it's very hurtful. Yeah. And it creates like it's like life threatening. Right. Like people are assaulting these people. They're like beating them. Yeah, hate, hate crimes. crimes. And it's like what makes me more angry is that it's not even being like called a hate crime. Like this is a hate crime and people are like, No, no, like Chinese virus, right? No, <laughs> like that's not it's acceptable. He, he created a self self He created a safe space for those people yeah. to be able to right, express for racism, yeah, 100%. for sure. Their views yeah. on the world. What saddens me the most is that before, um, like in the past couple months, I had seen that there was a group of middle schoolers who were Asian and experienced these kinds of things. And it's so sad to think about even our younger generations are experiencing these hate because of the virus. And recently I've even seen a post about a kid, a literal child getting cut really deep on the side of his face because he was Asian and because he so-and-so brought the virus. Yeah, I feel like it's literally an excuse for them to be violent. It's like, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. Yeah, it is really, it really, really is. an issue. And, it like, I feel like, like media doesn't address it as much. Like, from, like, in the news, like, I don't think it's addressed enough, like, the amount of like hate no. crimes that have been coming like they're hate crimes i don't care what anyone says they're hate crimes 
if you're just attacking someone because they're like Asian and because you know just just because that's a whole hate crime relating back to what you said Gabby about how the media doesn't acknowledge this it it is pretty sad how like personally I had discovered that um, Asians were getting hurt more like in the recent days, recent past days or recent past weeks through like Instagram and different kinds of social media mm-hmm. platforms. I, yeah, I didn't see anything about the, like the news or the media, like trying to do a story on this. Yeah. I feel like they just tend but, to cover like, like why would they cover something like tr- Trump saying like the Chinese virus, mm-hmm. right? And not correct it. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, actually, it's the coronavirus that Trump, like, you know, like, like fix his mistake. Not just be like, Trump said China it's virus. COVID-19. So it's China virus now and not correcting it. Because people are very impressionable. Even if they're adults, like, it sucks that how impressionable some adults can be too. Or I think often what happens is, like, those racist jokes yeah. or comments, it's like, they're like, oh, well, I, I'm not taking it seriously. But those, all of that still has an effect on people. That still, like, becomes internalized in, yeah. in some way or another. Because it's like, these these are people. Like, <laughs> it's not a joke. They're not a joke. They're people. Right. When people, like, publicize things like China virus or Kung Flu and stuff like that, it makes the public think it's, like, acceptable to say because, like, a public official said it. So then it must mean that you Right, like the president. Right. Like, that's one of the most well-known figures in America. Right. And is often seen as, like, one of the most important people, mm-hmm. too. This is totally off topic. Um, sorry, but I remember one of my teachers once said um, that the president isn't the leader of the country. He just represents the country. So you can't hate him. You can hate how he's oh representing the country. Maybe Don't want to guess what he did that was. You shouldn't say it, but I'm pretty sure some of you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She was something else. Yeah, I feel like teachers just shouldn't say their political opinion. It's It's just so, like, why would you do that? And even if you like, if they know where you stand, right, of, like, oh, you're more left-leaning, like, things like that, I don't think it's wrong as long as you're, like, educating them non-biased, you know, on them, but if you're pushing, like, an agenda on them, like, just showing them articles of, like, certain things, like, Trump saying Chinese virus, instead of just, like, actual, like, the World Health Organization and what they've been talking about, the coronavirus. Yeah, the CDC. The CDC. Um, then, like, yeah, I think that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think, like, it's one thing if, like, um, <laughs> you know, Miss Bull, hi. Like, if we share a lot of similar opinions, actually, we're both, like, incredibly liberal, so we would talk about our political opinions, um, Chantel and me, Miss Bull. Um, but that's because we all shared similar opinions. That's one thing. Where as if you go up to the kid you know is super, I don't know, conservative, and start pushing your liberal views on them, that's different. Or vice versa, you yeah. know. 
<laughs> oh <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> That's it for our podcast. Every hey, time we <laughs> talk. That's it for our podcast today, love. Um, I'm Gabby. Uh, and thank you to our guest, Michelle from The Truth, for coming. Thank you for having me on today. Okay, Prince Philip. Prince Philip in the room. I'm trying to I'm Thea. We'll be next we'll be we'll be back next week for